Isaiah 7, verse 14, one of the scriptures that was read earlier, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In Matthew 1, verse 18, have parallel verses to what was read this uh, earlier. Matthew 1, verse uh, 18 It says, Now the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they had come together, she she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to take to you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22 says, So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. So we read Isaiah, that was prophesying of what would happen, of what Jesus would be. And that was hundreds of years before it happened. It was, you know, six, seven hundred years before Jesus came. You know, I was just actually reading, uh, there's people that... that uh, they, they look at the scriptures, and they're really doing it from a liberal point of view, liberal as far as religious goes. And that means they're, they're not looking at the, the way things were done in the past and, and try to explain away a lot of stuff in the Bible. And so with Isaiah, there's different parts that they'll say, well, it was actually like two or three Isaiahs. You know, it's the original one that was, that was real, you know, the, the earlier parts of the, the scripture. But then... The later part, since it's impossible for anybody to foretell actual events, those had to be written after the fact. Well, it, but, the, but one, one problem with that is the first number of chapters uh, are, nobody disputes that that would be the first Isaiah. Well, this was what we read in Isaiah seven fourteen. That's part of the first part, and it's talking about Jesus, which was hundreds of years later. Now, it... It may be impossible for man to do that, but with God, we're talking about the impossible anyway. What the scripture is talking about here is impossible. That this right here is referring back to that Isaiah, that verse in Isaiah, uh, that was prophesying exactly what was happening here. Now, if you can go back to, sorry, uh, Matthew, what we were just reading, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. That's what Isaiah was saying. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus came so that he could be on the earth among us as people. And also then, so that he could be, God could be with us as his children. Jesus 
came as the Savior. He came to be with us. And not just in some religious out there, woo-woo, oh, we celebrate Christmas, that means we celebrate this myth that Jesus, this person Jesus, that was a person, well, he was the Son of God and he came and was somehow the Savior of the world. This is the way people will describe it. It's as if, if it's some story out there that that just is some, what somebody believed. Now, th this is what happened in truth, so much so that there was a prophet hundreds of years before it ever happened, this isn't the only prophecy, that prophesied that God would come in flesh on the earth as a little baby so that, Christ, so that people, human beings, could actually be with Him and He could be with us. Not just something that is out there, not some belief, oh, well, God, you're, you're with us. Now we know you're way out there and you don't actually have anything to do with actual real life, but, you know, we know you're with us. No, he came to be with humanity, number one, as, as a, a human being, as a baby, God with us, but also then because of what he did and what he came to earth to do, that he could then be with us in every part of life. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Well, that means he's with you. That's not off in the distance. That's not some religious notion of something that we pick up and look at, you know, once or twice a year of some myth. That is God with us in reality. That's God with us in life. Isaiah 41.10, again, Isaiah, speaking to the nation of Israel, but applies to all those that would come in through Jesus, into the family through Jesus, says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In the Amplified, that, that passage says, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Now, does that, see, if that was just some notion way out in the the distance of, well, I, I, I believe, you know, there's a God and, and he just, it just comforts me just to think he's out there. That's, that doesn't drive out fear like this. That doesn't deal with reality like this. No, this is saying God is with you. The Bible says he'll be in you as a Christian. But with you, that means he's close. That means He's able to help. That's what it says here. Do not fear anything. Why? Well, because I have some philosophy. No, because I'm with you. A real person, the God that came to earth as Jesus, through Jesus, said, I can be with you. It says, do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take a hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, a hand of power, 
a hand of victory, of salvation. That doesn't sound like something just out in the distance. That is true peace, comfort, and driving out any fear because the presence that we're saying is with us is one of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Salvation means saving in every way. Jesus came so that God could be with us. It was, He was called Emmanuel, which means He was with us, God was with us, but He came so that we could have God at our side through all. He made a way to be with us always. Not only around or on Christmas. You know, that, that, that presence that people sense during this time of the year and on an evening like this, God's presence is around all the time. That's why Jesus came, and so that it wouldn't just be a little part of the time that we're around. It would be all the time. In every time. In every season of life. In every situation. At home. On the job. With family, without family, whether with people or alone, God came to be with us. Sometimes it's a challenge to be alone, but God is with us. For some people it's a challenge to be alone, but some people it's a challenge to be with people. You can have it both ways. But God, He came so that, Jesus came so that He would be with you in whatever the challenge is. You know, sometimes you know, during this year, this time of the year, it's a challenge for us because people that we knew and were close to have passed on. And we've, we feel that. You know, we are a spirit, but we have a soul. We have emotions, and that can press on individuals. God is with us to bring us through and to be strong through that. Through a feeling of, but I miss them, God's there. God is, He said, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed, I am with you. For the Christian, there is, it is never true that I am alone. That's never true. We have God. We have His comfort. He's with us. His strength will sustain us as we look to Him. You know, sometimes it can be a challenge to be with people. Like I said, sometimes there's, there's a situation that being in that situation with certain people, that's the challenge. And sometimes you say, I'd rather be alone. It could be at work, could be anywhere. But God is with us in the middle of that to help us, to show up on the scene and to say, hey, you know, you could be saying, I, I don't really want to be in this situation. I don't want to deal with this circumstance. But God, Jesus came so that there would be, in the middle of that time, God would be with you. 
that there's not a time to be dismayed saying, I can't, de- I, can't go- I can't deal with that. I can't go there. I can't, I can't deal with this situation. I can't talk to them. God Himself, because of what Jesus did, He can be with us in the middle of that. Whatever the situation is, whatever the challenge is, God is with us. John 14, 25 It says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. This is Jesus. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verse 26 says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you. See, Jesus came, but here He said, I'm not going to be present with you forever. He was in flesh and blood. Some people say, well, I'd like to have Jesus with me all the time. You have the Spirit of Jesus with you all the time. If Jesus were in one place at one time right now, it'd be hard to get to Him. It was hard to get to Him on the earth when He was there, when He was here. Imagine now. You know, imagine, you know, look at the way people can't get near, you know, certain individuals who are, quote-unquote, famous. Imagine Jesus. You would, you'd have a hard time probably getting ever to see Him. I mean, there's people I love and respect, you know, on this earth, but never met Him personally. Never had the opportunity to. Maybe I even saw Him across the room, but they didn't know who I was. But I, I never, never talked to Him. Well... Jesus came in the flesh, was with us, but then He went to that cross. He, he rose from the dead, and the Spirit of God, here's it calls the Helper or the Comforter, came to earth, the Holy Spirit of God, so that He would be with us all the time. Every person that invites Him in, that believes on Jesus, no matter what the situation, He can be with you. All the time. Be with us to help us. Be with us to give us wisdom. Give us direction. Help us in situations where our natural understanding isn't sufficient. You know, our, uh, one person said, actually Pastor Hagen, uh, who was our pastor in in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we went to Bible school and start and uh, ran the Bible school. But in one of the classes, he said, whatever God calls you to do, you're going to have enough to get started. But it's always going to take God's help to do it. Always. In other words, God's not going to ask you to do something that it's not going to take His help to do. If it's just you, you think, well, I can do that it's probably not what God's asking you to do. And you're going to have enough to get started. And you, look at, you may look at the situation and say, I, I don't know how to do that. Well, can you, do you know how to take the first step? Well, I know what the first step is. Okay, well, you got enough. Well, what happens after that? Well, you got to take the first step. you got to take the next step, and then God's going to be there to help you through that. And then you say, well, what's the next step? Well, God will show you. 
You don't have to know the next step before you take the step you're on. But when you need to take the next step, God will show you. And then when you take that step, some people want to know, you know, 50 steps out ahead and go, well, what, what, how, how am I going to do that? And I don't see how that would even be possible. Well, you don't need to know now, and it, it might be very difficult for God to show you the next step and 50 steps from now because it involves the previous 20 steps, and you don't even know what those are, so how could he get you set for the 50th step? He could talk to you about what happens in step 30, but you'd be like, well, what are you talking about? Because I can't see step 30 from step 1. But he's with us. See, sometimes we get naturally minded and we start to think, well, well, I, I need to know. I need to know. Well, does God know what you need to know? Sure he does. See, he came so that he could be with you so he could walk through real life with you. Real challenges. But sometimes we want to have it all laid out. We want to know everything up front. Just tell me, and then I'll, I'll, I got it from here. I'll walk. But that's not the life that God has set out for us. It's a life of faith. You come to the Lord by faith. Like we read, uh, you know, these prophecies are supernatural and real. A, a baby was born of a virgin. Well, if that can happen, why are you worried about the 50 steps out in front of you when you can't see what the next step is? If you got into the family believing that Jesus came as God into the family or into the earth so that he would deliver us from darkness, so that he would come to be with us, so by believing on him, we could be right with God. If we can believe that, which is a miracle, then we can believe for the next steps and know that all we need to know, like we read in Isaiah, I'm with you. Don't be dismayed, and part of that, the, the inference there is don't look around and start getting troubled. Well, that would apply now, wouldn't it? Some people get, look around, and they're, they're troubled. Look here, there. Well, what we need to know is God's with us. He's with us. That's what we are celebrating. When we celebrate Christmas, Jesus came now so you, we would never be without help. God through Jesus, in the person of the Holy Spirit, now because of what Jesus did and because we believe on Him, now through the person of the Holy Spirit, it can be with us always in all circumstance, not just in the ever after, not just when we step off into eternity, now. To do whatever you need to do. It may look different for one person than it looks for another. You know, like we were saying earlier, there's some things you may need help to, uh, to be with certain people. Other people maybe say, just, I don't have a problem with that. I'll just get right out. Just give me a bunch of people. But you put them in a room by themselves and say, I, I need help. I don't want to be here. When I, was, uh, when I was going to school in college, I mean, I didn't like... I, there was an organization I was, I was a part of, and I was an officer for the organization. I had to get up in front of that organization and give reports, and I did not like it. My voice would shake, and I was nervous, and people would give me a hard time about it. And then, uh, you know, our pastors in Lincoln, Nebraska, I can't remember exactly when it was, he asked me to preach. Before that, I was already, I, I had uh, stepped out and started 
um, leading praise and worship, singing in front of everybody. I remember the first night I did that, I was petrified. <laughs> Didn't want to do that, but I believe it was something what I, I needed to do. And, he, you know, we stepped out and did that, and then he asked me to preach. That actually didn't intimidate me that much to preach. I was like, well, God, you got to do it. And with his help, you can do it. But it's like that with everything. If, if he's not going to help you, forget it. If you think, well, I got this in my own natural ability, well, you maybe ought to look at what, what you're doing. Is it the right thing? God is here to help us do whatever we're called to do in life. That's how we get into the family. And that's how we're supposed to live. We are never meant to live this life alone. You say, well, I'm with tons of people. That's not what I'm talking about. As we walk through the life, we were never meant to walk through the, our life alone. You're not meant to walk through your circumstances in your own strength. We were meant to draw strength from God and draw strength from His Spirit and walk with Him in what He has asked us to do. The Bible says in, in John 1 verse 10 that He, Jesus, was in the world and the world was made through Him and the world did not know Him. He came to His own and His own did not receive Him. Verse 12, but as many as received Him. To, him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, God gave us the right that we could come and believe that He came, that He came down to earth, that He came down so that He could have an impact on our life. And by believing on Him, He gave us the right, or other translations say the authority, to become children of God to those who believe in His name. That's how He becomes with us, in truth. That's how we're able to believe Him. I mean, when we believe Him, that's how we're able to say, God's with me. To know that He's with us. It's just by believing Him. Romans 10, verse 8 says, What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you would be saved. What does saved, being saved mean? That means God's with you. Being saved isn't a religious term. That means God is with you. See, being separated from Him is death. But when you believe God came, and that He came for us, then believing on Him, that's what the Bible says, you're saved. Now you have the victory, like, the, like we read in Isaiah. Now you have the one that has victory, that has power, justice, and salvation with you. Well, now... You got it made. You're with Him, and He's with you, and you can overcome. Verse 10 says, With the heart one believes unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11 says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That means he doesn't say, never mind, I'm not coming to you. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Verse 12, there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. That means any background. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that means God will be with you. So as we're celebrating, we're celebrating the coming of our Savior. We're celebrating the fact that He came, that He gave us an opportunity to call on Him and to believe on Him. And we're celebrating the fact that as we've done that, He is with us now to deal with whatever we may be facing. Period. He's with us. Everybody say, God's with me. That's what Emmanuel means. He's with us.